0: Enjoy today's podcast.
1: Hey, and welcome back to another edition of the Daily Witness Podcast. I'm your host, Trevor von Feeren and today's message is if I can say a part two, like an extension of what you heard on Tuesday. So today's Thursday. And I just I could not get everything that I wanted to say. I couldn't fit it in that little space of time that we had last week. So I'm kind of extending it over to today. And I just really want you to catch the spirit of what I'm saying, you know. So last week, the theme of it was We need to get away from this business of we are still waiting on the Lord. And like, it still happens to me. I'm sharing this. I'm just being honest with you. I'm still in the process of renewing my mind. But I can tell you this. I'm a lot further down the road than what I used to be. Usually, when pressure comes on a person, whether it's a financial pressure or a a health issue that comes down on a person or a marriage issue, whatever the case may be all of that, when that comes on you, and sometimes it comes on you very, very strongly, and in some cases, there are devils that are involved to really aggravate the person and get the person into intense fear. That's what the devil is always after he's always trying to move you in the direction of fear he's, and and what happens when you get over into fear you move away from faith you will see throughout the scripture the scripture tells you from the old testament into the new testament fear not fear not do not be afraid do not be afraid because god knows you cannot have fear and faith at the same time, and still get results. It's impossible. So the minute you healed yourself to fear, you move away from faith. The minute you healed yourself to faith, you're moving away from fear. But when you move, when you healed yourself to faith and you move away from fear, you're also stripping the devil of his power to be active in your life. You understand? He cannot operate if you in faith. And you'll notice, and I'm talking to my more experienced brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, those who have fought victories and have overcome with their faith. You'll notice in nine times out of ten, nine times out of ten, especially when you have an understanding, the devil can never, ever, ever, ever defeat you. In the cases where you were overcome, it's just because you were not convinced enough. You didn't know enough. And I promise you this, it makes all the difference in the world. So we need to get away from this business of when the pressure shows up, we immediately look to God and we turn to him and we say, where are you? I need this prayer answered now. We need to understand What the Lord has given us. Listen. Let's just jump into a word of prayer quickly. And I'm going to. You can turn to Acts chapter 3 so long. And. Let's just jump into a word of prayer. Father we are so blessed to have you as our dad. We didn't deserve it. We didn't even know that we could have someone. So amazing as you. But you know what? We do. How still. (laughs) that still blesses me and I'm still not over it. (laughs) I still get excited. I still appreciate it. You are my biggest blessing and man, I'm just so happy to have you. I wouldn't have it any other way. Thank you for being in my life. Thank you for choosing me. Thank you for making me part of the royal bloodline of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you for giving him to me. What a generous gift. And I know that's an understatement. I know that, sir. But thank you so much for the gift of Jesus. You didn't have to give him. But I know something that you said to me years ago. I refuse to spend eternity without you. I refuse. I just love that. I love that determination. I love that unconditional love. Regardless, so we appreciate Jesus Christ. And I just, I love that he's my king. And I'm happy to be his subject. I'm happy to work for him. He's the best king anyone could ever have. He's biased towards me. And I've got no problems with that. <laughs> And Lord, today, I just want to say what you need me to say. So I pray none of me because I want them to experience you. I genuinely want that because I know it's going to make an impact and I know they're going to be changed for good. So Lord, I I pray genuinely none of men, I pray all of you, help me to heal to your precious Holy Spirit and just say what you need to say to your children because I know they mean everything to you. I thank you for this help in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. All right. Guys, like I'm saying, like last week, it was like such an amazing experience. Standing there, and for those of you who have not heard the message from last week, go and look it up. I don't know what I'm going to title it yet because I've pre-recorded these messages. But... It's got something to do with Heidi. I preached it. It was made available on Tuesday. Go and look it up. It should be just above Maurice's message. His will be in Afrikaans. And we have this woman that is in a wheelchair. And as I said last week, there's so much that she's gone through and so forth. And my wife knew her when there was absolutely nothing wrong with her. She was driving her own car. She was very independent. I mean, a proper lady, you know, and she's always loved the Lord and so forth. And then unfortunately I think she was involved in an accident and as a result had a stroke. And I mean, it just, it was bad. The devil, the devil really came after her. And so here she is, she's part of our ministry now. She comes to our church um, meeting on a Wednesday and she hasn't been part of it for a while and she's just come back recently and I think it's just different uh, for her right now and um, I just want to say to you that you know I have noticed something about people like we are in this place where we are waiting on God. I've seen this way too much. Guys I have seen this way too much and I'm trying to explain to this lady Heidi that if she wants to see a miracle and she can have it and she has got no clue how quick she can have it. If you go and look through the gospels and you go and look in Jesus's ministry, not once, not one time, not one time. Give me a scripture. I challenge you. Give me a scripture where he said, uh, you're going to have to wait. This is all in God's time. Now, don't get me wrong. There is a place for times and seasons. That's different. But We're not talking about that. That is something where you have consecrated yourself to his perfect will, and there's some things that cannot be rushed and so forth. For instance, if he's called you to move to another city or a different direction in your life. Maybe he wants to promote you but you're not ready to be promoted just yet but it, it, it's on its way. It's going to happen, you know. Um, that's different. It, that's completely different. We're not talking about that now. We're talking about miracles. We're talking about you need Jesus to do something in your life, whether you're sick or whether you whether it's in your marriage or even finances or in your ministry or even in your business or whatever the case may be. We're talking about something where you can use your faith as a tool to get the desired results, to overcome what's trying to overcome you. You understand? Sickness is trying to overcome your body. Uh, the poverty and lack of that is so infested in this world's economy is trying to overcome your business. It's trying to overcome ministries. It's trying to overcome businesses that you might be even working for. There's, there's layoffs, you know, there's retrenchments that are taking place. And as a result, to try and keep the business afloat, they will cut off their overheads and try and bring their expenses down. And the best answer for that is layoffs. So that's what we're talking about. This is where you can use your faith. This is where Jesus is behind you 100% of the time. Now, like I said, you need to listen to the message that I recorded on Tuesday. But the Spirit of God challenged me, and I was looking at her, um, Heidi now, when she was sitting in that chair, and the Spirit of God said to me, ask her, what is she waiting for? And man, I could see into that, you know, he was challenging her to do something. So much of the time, I've seen this, guys, I've seen this far too much, where believers need God to do something, whether it's in their business or finances or marriage or healing or so forth. But they're sitting there and and symbolically, I'll say this, and I'm, I'm actually doing it right now. They sit there with their arms folded. In other words, they're just sitting there, closed off. They shut themselves off from God. Let's just go over quickly to James and and I'm looking at um, verse uh, chapter two, James chapter 2 and uh, let's look at verse 14 it says what does it profit my brethren though a man say he has faith and has not works can faith save him one translation says can faith alone save him let's just jump to verse 17 even so faith if it has not works is dead being alone it's dead it's alone. It cannot work. It cannot function. It cannot produce the fruit. If we're looking here again in Mark chapter 4, and I quoted this from last week, uh, verse 20, These are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word, receive it, and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some hundred. Now, before you can come to a place to receive it, how do you get to that place? That's what I actually want to talk about. How do you get to that place where you can receive it? Because it's not just a case of, okay, I receive it. It doesn't work like that. What it actually means is you have to be convinced to overflow. Okay? Now, I've got a friend of mine. He's a pastor in West Virginia. And he runs a church called Faith Fellowship Church. And he shared this Call it a testimony in somewhat testimony. Um, he said to me, you know, years ago, he said, the spirit of God just reminded him of this. And I'm, I'm just sharing this with you. And he said, The Spirit of God kept reminding him of this story. And he was like wondering, why is God telling me about the story, man? I don't it don't make sense, you know. And the spirit of God just kept at it, kept at it, and he told me the story. And um, after he thought about the story of the Holy Ghost, expounded on it. And it goes like this, listen to this. Now, he works a job on the side, and it's a good job, and he was doing night shift. Well, he came home, and his wife said to him, we need to run into town to go and see one of our partners. And he he was so tired, of course, doing night shift. He said, "Uh, I'm really not up to it. I'm I need to get home, I need to sleep, I'm tired, he says, uh, but you can go ahead and you can go and run in and go and see what they want, so she basically said, no, we have to go, and he said, why, and she said, because this partner called and said, it's an emergency, and now listen to this, this is, and I want you to see how silly this is, because He knows about swimming pools and the pump is making a very weird noise. And they are really worried about it. And if he comes, he'll know what to do. And he was like, oh my goodness, you know. And now he's tired. And you can imagine he worked a full shift and he's been busy. And his body wants to go and sleep. But nonetheless, he gets home and his wife says well she she doesn't actually know where they live either but she's got an idea so now he's cranky and he's annoyed and i don't blame him you know and so she says i got an idea go down this street and so forth and so they follow the directions and she said oh i see their truck uh, that's where they are so now they can't even park in front of the house due to some reason i don't know But he said, he explained to me that he had to park on the side of the road. And he got out the truck and they had to walk over people's lawns to get to these people who live in the back or something where their pool is. I don't know. It's a weird situation. So he gets there and he says, Trevor, as I approach the pool, he said, These people are not dwarves. They can see into the pool. You can see into the pool even from standing a little bit of a distance away because it's one of those porta pools that you you have above ground that you set up. It's not one that's built into the ground. And he said as he approached, he could already hear the pump going, you know, and it's making a horrible noise, like it's grinding practically. And when he approached the pool and he kind of looked in, he could see that the water level was too low. And what had happened was he just turned around and he looked at this lady and he said, just grab a hose pipe. And she brought it and he said, your water level's too low. And it needed to come up to the place where it was in line with the pump and so forth with that little um, pipe, that little hole in the, the side so that it could suck the water in and create a vacuum, you know. And he said, when you get the water level above this switch it off it'll be fine and he turned around and walked off and the Holy Ghost said to him remember that story and he said yeah I remember that story and the Holy Ghost said now what I want you to get out of it is this how many times have you preached good messages messages full of revelation and When something comes up, the partners are begging God and wanting Him to do something and waiting on Him. And you can see the problem is not with God. The problem, guys, the problem is never going to be with God. Like never. You need to come to a place where you need to accept that. You must never, ever ask him again, where is he? You need to settle that in your mind. You need to get that over and done with. Because if you don't, you're going to keep wrestling with that question when the pressures and the troubles and the trials and tribulations come your way. You need to come to terms with, it's never God's fault. It's never going to be his fault. He's never late. You need to come to terms with that and get it over and done with and finish it, okay? And the Holy Ghost said, all they have to do is fill up on the word. And once they fill up, it will create that vacuum, you understand, like a swimming pool. And the problem will be over. And this is what I was saying uh, to everyone, and explaining about um, Heidi's situation. I don't have a, I don't have an issue, and I'm not bashing Heidi at all. There's no need to bash her because I understand the situation. I understand that she needs to get full until she overflows with word. That's it. Now watch this. I just want to read this to you quickly from. Acts chapter 3 and verse 1. Listen to this. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms and fixing his eyes on him with John Peter said look at us so he gave them his attention watch this expecting to receive something from them okay he was expecting to receive something of them obviously his first choice would have been money that's why he's begging but he goes he goes like this look at us so he gave them his attention expecting to receive something from them then peter said silver and gold i do not have but what i do have i give you can you imagine the expectation level that's busy climbing right now inside of this man who's sitting and he gave them his attention he says Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give you. So he's saying, I've got something. I, me, we're not going to sit here and pray and ask God to please heal you. You don't ever see Jesus um, praying and asking God to heal people. And you certainly don't see the apostles doing it either. So why are we doing it? Hmm? Why are we doing it? Why do we make up things and run with it? He says, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give you. He's making a statement. He's telling them, I have got something, and I'm going to give it to you. So this guy's expecting. And then he says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. He got his miracle because he was ready to receive. He was ready to take what was already his. And Peter went so far as to say, you don't need to earn this. This is what I was trying to tell Heidi as well. You can't do anything to earn this. It's already yours. This was already bought for you. This already belongs to you. A healthy marriage is already yours. There's nothing that you need to do to try and earn it. You understand? Your promotion already belongs to you. There's nothing you need to still do to try and earn it. It's yours. It's a gift. That's why it's called grace. It's already yours. Well, where is it? I don't understand. You need to overflow first. See, like that swimming pool. It's pointless you being empty. If you are empty, I like to say it like this. You need spiritual hands to take it. Okay? And your spiritual hands are weak, when you are not convinced enough. And that is why the preached word is there. That's why we put out these podcasts. They are there for you, it's a gift to you. This platform is not for free. My partners, put money in this ministry and we take that money and we are responsible with that money and we pay for services again to provide for other people so that they can get these podcasts. We pay a a fee for these podcasts to be aired. We pay for our website to be aired, thedailywitness.co.za. It's all there for you. We pay for other services. It's all there for you. But it's up to you to do something with these tools. You don't have an excuse. There's no reason for you to fail. There's no reason for you to put up with sickness and disease. There's no reason for you to put up with poverty. There's no reason for you to put up with a failed marriage. Because you've got all these tools, and it's up to you to use it. Now, we, we're walking Heidi through this journey, and we're showing her what she's going to do. But I'll tell you what, there's already someone here that's getting better and better. And Heidi is seeing that. She's seeing someone else getting healed, and she's becoming convinced this is going to work for her as well. And I'm telling you she's there's coming a time where she's going to give a testimony her speech I already told her last night your speech because um, she suffered a stroke and uh, her words were very slurry last night because she's been coming here and she's been listening to the healing teachings like we told her to listen already I told her I can hear your speech is so much better I can actually make out what you're saying it's becoming clearer and clearer she doesn't even know it's working It's already working, guys. You already have the victory. There's nothing stopping you. You've already got the victory. And it's because of what Jesus Christ has already done for you. Your miracle is so much easier than what you think it is. Guys, I told her, and I'm telling you, stop turning your molehill into a mountain it's not a mountain. Stop listening to the lies of the devil. He told Adam, if you just told Eve, if you just eat of this fruit, I'm telling you, you're going to be as gods. They were already gods. God already made them gods. They already had authority over him. Don't buy the lies and the junk of the devil. You already have it. It's all yours. You've already been blessed you already healed. You already made rich. You've already got the victory. You can already sow a seed and expect a harvest. These things are already done for you in Christ Jesus. You already made right with God. You are already forgiven. In his eyes, he doesn't see anything wrong with you. It's you that sees something wrong with you. It's you that takes on the guilt. He's saying there is no guilt. Understand? Guys, if this message has blessed you, please let us know. It's encouraging. It's so encouraging when we hear from you people and you send us an email or send us a message. Just tell us, send us a message to uh, reach out at thedailywitness.co.za. I'm going to say that again. Reach out, one word, reach out at thedailywitness.co.za and tell us how you we encouraged with this message and what you're going to do about it and how you're going to act out on it and how it has impacted you and go and share it with your aunties and your uncles and and your cousins or your friends or, or whoever guys we need to get this message out there we need to get the body of christ going from this place of they still waiting to where they are receiving again time <laughs> oh man i hope you enjoyed this message and remember, faith comes by yearing, so keep on yearing.
0: Hey everyone, if you enjoyed today's podcast, feel free to let us know by contacting us via our Telegram channel, Trevor Van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sew via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sew into a Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of Snapscan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.